Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast, where leaders on a mission to make the world a better place come to talk and learn about how communication, language, and words can help increase awareness, revenue, and impact with less stress and more joy. I'm your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's dive right in. Welcome to or welcome back to the Communicate for Good podcast. I am Erica Mills Barnhart, your host, and I'm super glad you're here. Before we dive into today's topic about the downsides of why, this episode is going to drop a few days before Claxton's very first Ask Me Anything gathering. That's happening from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, January 19th. This is your opportunity to come and bring really, truly, honestly, any question you have about marketing, messaging, leadership, communication, whatever it is, whatever is up for you, come and let's chat about it, okay? Um, It's free and it's only for newsletter subscribers. Um, It's a newsletter subscriber perk. Uh, So if you are not on Claxton's newsletter um, list, Go on over to claxon-communication.com backslash newsletter signup. I know it's long, but intuitive, right? Can I do it? And uh, get on the list. And then you will get all the information about how you can join us. I hope I'll see you there. It will be a lot of fun and I hope really informative for the folks who do show up. All right. So I want to talk about three different things that relate to the downsides of asking why. If you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, or you know me or whatever, I really, I am an optimist. I am always searching for the silver lining and I'm pretty darn good at this point at finding it. Some of this is just, that's 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 how I came into the world. But a lot of it is a practice. It truly is a practice. And it's not, I'm not talking about toxic positivity at all because that doesn't, that's not good. It's toxic. I am saying that 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 sometimes we can get sort of stuck on the negative and actually this is like a thank you subconscious mind because often it's not our conscious mind that's keeping us in this like negative loop it's the subconscious mind i'm not going to go deep into that in this episode i want this to be really practical um today we will we'll dip into that uh in the future but it's it's your subconscious mind keeping you safe, right? Saying like, oh, that was bad. And what your subconscious mind is trying to get you to do is figure out what happened so it won't happen again. All right. Now, which is lovely, but not always actually helpful. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of asking why. I was just on a meeting earlier today. Finally, the client was like, wow, you are not kidding. Like, you are curious. You really like ask all the why questions. And I was like, I know. And in that particular setting, it made sense, right? Because we really did need to understand the why behind something that was happening. But there are a few, there are a few downsides to why, like the shadow side of why for any Jungian uh, fans out there. It exists like anything, right? It has positives and negatives. So I'm going to talk about three things related to that. One is, one reason to not ask why is if you're not ready for, for the reason. You're not ready for the answer to the word, to, to the question why. So I love this quote from Lalanne Val Vandeval. I definitely messed that up. So I'm sorry. But here's the quote. The degree to which a person can grow is in direct proportion to the amount of truth that she can accept about herself without running away. But he or they, however you would like to phrase that. Like how much, 
how much can you accept seeing the like the yucky bits? That is one reason, right? So like before you start asking why on something where the response might not be something that you that you want to see about yourself, just be sure that you're in the headspace for that, okay? Because that that really can be a downside is that you get this information and you're just not ready for it and it throws you it throws you off. So that's one. Okay. That's sort of on on a personal level, but also, you know, we are humans in the workplace context as well as at home, right? So that's sort of all all the spaces. Now, another downside of why is that sometimes why and asking why can keep you stuck rather than helping you move toward a solution. Now, in previous podcast episodes, I have unabashedly uh, advocated for um, knowing the why behind any goal that you set, right? And what the research would tell us is that really that's a that's a huge, it can make all, not all the difference, but a huge difference between you actually achieving the goals or your team or your organization um, and not. Other things factor in, but the odds of you accomplishing your goals skyrocket when you know why it matters to you or your team, right? However... We don't only ask why as it relates to goal setting, right? So goal setting is the first step in the Claxon method. What does success look like? What goals are we looking to achieve? And then it's who, it's what, who, how. Then it's who, who, who do we need to engage? Who are we serving? There's a who. And then you get to the how. But on the what, you always want the why between behind the what, for sure, okay? And then it's not always a matter of, you don't, you don't always find yourself wondering if why is a good question to ask as it relates to setting goals, right? You might be solving a different a problem, okay? And this is where why can actually work against you rather than for you, um, because it can keep you stuck focusing on the problem when what you really want to be doing is finding a solution, okay? So for instance, if you, let's say you lost a client or a donor, it's a problem. And not always, but it might be a problem depending on, on who the client or donor is. Now, as a human, we're always trying to make sense of the, of the world, right? So it's, it's natural to ask why when something happens. But as a leader, you have to be able to discern when knowing the why will change how you'll handle the situation and when it won't. So how do you know when to ask why and when to move on? Here are some hopefully clarifying questions. You might ask, will knowing the reason behind what happened substantively change how we move forward? Substantively being key here, right? Like, sure, maybe it'll help you like tinker at the margins, but you know, with limited scarce resources, time, energy, will it substantively change it? And if the answer is no, you might, you might not need the why in order to move forward. And then it's a what next? Right? So a riff on that is, what additional information do we need to find a solution? And again, it's just a riff. It's a different way of saying, will it stop, Will additional information and what additional information would that be substantively change how we move forward? Let's stick with losing, you know, the losing a client or a donor um, example. These are some, you know, just additional questions. Will knowing why the donor decided not to donate again substantively change? how we move forward. Like, will it inform changes to our donor stewardship practices? Will we change software systems? Will we insert thing that is like a kind of big deal, right? 
you know, sometimes small course corrections, you know, it, like you're going to make them. It's not all these, you know, it doesn't always have to be a big, huge thing. The question really is, is continuing to understand the problem and how it occurred really, truly going to change how you move forward? Or are you just procrastinating possibly on figuring out the solution because it feels daunting or because your subconscious mind is keeping you stuck or whatever it is, okay? If there isn't going to be a substantive change, I would encourage you to transition to the question, what's next? Or how are we going to move forward? Or what are some solutions so that this doesn't happen in the future, right? Those are, and then if you're still like, ah, you know, I don't know, you know, you could always circle back, but don't allow asking why to keep you focused on the problem. That's the antithesis, you know, of you want, of what you want. You want the solution. Now, one last downside of why is that when something goes awry, we usually phrase it in the following way. Why did this happen to me? Or why did this happen to us? Or why did this happen to our organization? Two it's two is the operative word there, as if, you know, there's an outside force and, and you had no sense of agency and it just happened to you. This can get you in a negative spiral right quick. And you're just there, but it's happened to me, to me, to me. And when you ask this question, you actually give away some power, right? You give away power. So there's a different way to ask that question. It's very similar. And it's a reframe. Okay, so when I catch myself asking why that happened to me, which totally happens, I'm going to give you an example from yesterday morning uh, here in a second. I immediately reframe to why did that happen for me? Why did that happen for me? And this, again, isn't toxic positivity. It, it is trying to shift and say, that's a gift. Something happened and there's a gift in it. All, not always, but often. Often, often, especially in a professional context, there's a gift in there. There's insight into how you can do things in a way that better serves your team, the, your clients. There's a gift in there, right? There's insight. Um, there's perspective. If again, you're willing to be open to it, right? If you're uh, if you're open to the growth, um, and you're and you're willing to to see the truth. So here's my silly example. Because I do this, you know, big and small, and, I, and I'm I'm just always with this question uh, with my clients, like, why did that happen for you? That sounds hard. Why did it happen for you, right? And like the insights we get are are quick and rather uh, and actionable. So I had a packed day yesterday, and um, great stuff, lots of good stuff. But I woke up in the morning and realized literally there's nothing for me and the kids to eat when those children got home. I, you know, I can kind of rummage and forage and come up with something, but I have teenagers and it's totally responsible. And you know, when I look in there, I'm like, mm, nope, there's like literally nothing. Well, here's your milk. So I had to get to, but I had to catch a bus. Okay. So I take a bus. I was going to campus yesterday to the University of Washington where I teach. And so I had to catch a bus to sort of, and that was like the lead domino in the day, which meant I had to go to the grocery store quite early. Okay. So I get myself sort of worked up into this tizzy about like, I got to, you know, get the things on the list. And then I have to get home and I have to unpack them, put these perishable things away. And I mean, this is how fast I was going. Okay. So what happens? I'm grabbing some bottles of Perrier because I love the little bottles of Perrier. They feel posh to me. They make me happy. 
So I'm carrying my little four pack of Perrier and one slips out and it shatters everywhere. And I can feel that like shards of glass are now like in my ankles, kind of not badly or anything, but like it's not a good, it's not a good situation. And I'm frustrated, right? And so I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like I, I did, 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 did it. And then I paused. Okay. And here's how I get myself back. Okay. I was like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how big a deal is missing the bus? Because I was acting like it was a 10. All my body language, how fast I was moving, all of it was a 10. But when I really thought about it, in reality, it was a three. So I took a few very deep breaths, apologized to the lovely man who was now cleaning up the mess that I created. And I said thank you to him. <laughs> and then I just slowed my roll for, for the rest of the time. But what preceded the scale of one to 10 actually was that, why is, that ha- why is this happening? Why is this happening for me? Oh, that's right. There's a reason. And why it happened for me, the way that I received the great big scattering of shards of glass was like, I needed to, I didn't need to be that worked up, right? Like I was stressing myself out completely unnecessarily. And what I needed to do was transition, right? To teaching, to being, you know, to doing a whole bunch of things where uh, people deserve me as my most present self and leader. So did I love that the period about a smash? No, because also I really don't like creating work like that for other people. But it happened for me and it slowed me down and it allowed me to be much more present throughout the day. Um, so that's, it's a silly example. It's the Perrier example. But I'm sure you can think about, I mean, look, think back over the last 24 hours. Was there a time you were like, why did that happen to me? You know, maybe for you, it's a week. You know, maybe you're not someone who asks that very often. But when you do find yourself, just that it's just one word swap. Why is that happy for me? Okay. And that's, you know, again, just the one word swap switches it from a downside of asking why, 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 very existential and angsty to like, ooh, maybe there's, maybe there's growth here. Maybe there's a shift that I can make so that in the future, this doesn't happen. This allows things to go differently moving forward. All right. So asking why can be powerful, all caps. I remain a huge fan. <laughs> And also, because I'm such a fan, I, I was sort of like, well, you know, I want to I want to own and acknowledge that there are times when asking why isn't helpful, right? Another question, another word is actually going to be more helpful to you. It's going to serve you and move you forward. So maybe it's what's next or how can we do things differently or better or, you know, whatever the appropriate adjective is, right? And then just that one word swap out. So those are some of the downsides of asking why. If you have others, as always, I am all ears. And with that, do good, be well, and I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Communicate for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would right here, right now, go rate and review the podcast. Your review will help even more purpose-driven leaders, teams, and organizations learn how to use words to change the world. To find more ways that communication can help you increase awareness, revenue, and impact, head on over to www.claxon.communicationnos.com.